boy C Road Money Money that C dot R O double dollar sign host of the Nerd with Friends podcast. I'm joined today with my co-host, Code Name Comment. Salutations, fellow blurs, nerds, and peaceful herds. It's your boy Code Name Comment. How y'all doing? And we out here today. It's a beautiful day. Actually recording on a Saturday morning, no cartoons. You know what I'm saying? I miss them. Me too. Me too. Shout out to the old Saturday cartoons. WB and WB and kids, uh, Fox kids alike. Uh, throwbacks. Definitely got to do an episode on that in the future. Right. But we're here today to continue with what became a series and the best anime duos. Before we get into that, please remember to uh, cut this shit out. Mm-hmm. But before we get into that, we'd like to thank you all for joining us today and listening. Um, for the returners, always appreciated. For the new people listening, welcome. Don't forget to subscribe to us to wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor Podcast. And follow us on social media. All links in the description. But now let's get into it. We are going into... Best Anime Duos Part 2. This time, we're tackling the new school. We started with some of the OGs with Goku and Vegeta, Naruto and Sasuke, and I think the natural progression for that was to get into the two main characters of My Hero Academia, Deku and Bakugo. Code name. What makes this duo so great to you? Um, you know what? Honestly, what makes so this this duo so great a lot is the writing in between the lines um, that connects the two together. Because if you think about where they began to where they are now in the manga, it's like two totally different people. Um, and I say that in terms of the fact that they you you can see how the fact that their differences have started to resonate with each other to such a degree that they've started to mirror each other in some form or fashion. They definitely um, build on top of each other. Exactly. And uh, I think in terms of just a story, I don't know if we've seen a connection quite like this. Um, I feel like when you get most duos, their their differences is what makes them the best. It's like that 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 keeps them separated. Um, it it's it works together when they have to deal with situations. But in terms of you know Bakugo and Deku, it it really you know, them be kind of learning from each other and starting to, you know, kind of mold into one another in, in a way, it it helped their development as people. Um, on both accounts, they needed to, they needed each other and able to grow. And, and I feel like on both accounts, it's like they didn't, on, on Bakugo's side, it was always, you know, aggression. Like you're, you're a damn nerd. Get the hell away from me, type shit. Like you know, you're a disgrace. Um, Deku was like, I'm gonna prove myself, and it's not just to 
to you, but it's really to everybody. And on the same spectrum, when you find out underneath the surface, it's like this guy kind of respected this kid at the same time because he was the the first one to like try to help him, even though all of the shit he would say about him, it just kind of, it, it, it didn't make sense to him. And he envied him for that. So it's like that aggression that he sought out, that he pushed, you know, out towards him was just the envy that he had for him the entire time. And it helped him develop into a better hero. Uh, I just, I think when we think about the, what makes duos great, I think they actually encapsulate every like aspect. Yeah, it's, it's it's a it's definitely a unique touch to to see them, <clears throat> the way their interactions, and like the first thing that I really think of is we've been saying Deku and Bakugo this whole time. That ain't even his real name, you know. We we have yeah. we don't even nobody really even calls him Mizuka Midoriya. Like he's yeah, Deku. no, not at all. And that <laughs> that name came from Bakugo. Another thing that I think is kind of unique about um, these two characters. And you know the way they interact with each other that they've always been together. You think about yeah. uh, Goku and Vegeta. You know, like there's not a lot of interaction between them when you think like long, and they kind of just like meet up, and these things happen. And then you look at Naruto and Sasuke, and yeah, they grew up together. There was always something there, but then at some point. Sasuke left and then you know there was that time Naruto spent alone and they didn't really get back together really with, until the end of the of Naruto Shippuden. That's a good point. Even like a Sanji and a Zoro, uh, if you think about like you've seen One Piece now, if you think about a lot of the times where their group splits up, Sanji yeah. goes one way and Zoro goes the other way. Yeah, Zoro, really Zoro typically goes with Luffy. Like that's you know that's genuinely the dynamic. So it's like there's different duos that work together and that fit together, and they're they're not typically always together. To add to what you're saying, we even see instances where, you know, they've been split up within groups, you know? Right. And we've seen them <laughs> work together. The big four ones that I'd like to talk about <laughs> is... Um, that first little training arc, basically the first time they kind of went up against each other where they had to protect the, you know, one side was the villain, the other side was the hero. And, you know, of course, Deku was the hero and, of course, Bakugo was the villain. That's very important. Now, I want to come back to that. Remind me to come back to that. Okay. So that was the first time we see, you know, protege level Bakugo, Deku fresh with the quirk, not being able to do anything. Mm-hmm. And he was able to win. He took Bakugo completely off guard. You know what I mean? Bakugo, like he was using Bakugo's moves against him. You know, he's like, why is this nerd even able to touch me? His hubris. He lost. He lost mm-hmm. because he underestimated Deku. And Deku let him know that, yo, I'm a hero now. Just like you, might be even better if you don't watch yourself. I got them hands. You can get them. The you next, have got them before. <laughs> the next time would be um, when they fought against All Might. I think that was the end of season two for the 
uh, their like final exams or something. Mm-hmm. And you saw that was the first time they really worked together. And, you know, it's all yeah. right. But at the same time, you saw Deku using one of Bakugo's grenades, them giving advice, them you like seeing the strategy. And we mm-hmm. always think that, you know, Bakugo is a more powerful one. And, you know, Deku is more analytical. But a lot of Bakugo's plan made sense once he got out of the way of I'm going to overpower All Might. <laughs> like, yeah. Once Deku was like, Bro, you cannot do this. And that's yeah. even, that also, like, makes that mirror. Like, Bakugo's like, I'm going to beat you. I'm going to be strong. And Deku's just, like, too busy worshiping the man yeah he, he looked up to, to him to so much it's like there's no way i can ever get to that level right he's like i gotta run and you know he's running away from it bakugo is embracing exactly. it running towards it and then you have the next time they square off with um the it was after all Might lost his court completely mm-hmm. and you know after all uh, that yeah, trauma. Yeah, that night. And yeah, when they when they snuck out at night, yep, I remember they that wanted part. to throw hands. And Bakugo won that one. He didn't underestimate Deku like he did before. I felt like in this one, Deku was feeling himself yeah. a little bit too much. He thought he, he thought he had got he he had gotten his quirk, you know, under wraps a little bit. He, he got his quirk under wrap. He, he had beat some people in a fight. He's done a lot. He just passed and got his license while Bakugo has to take the remedial class now, mm-hmm. you know, like You're feeling himself. And that was Bakugo showing, like, yeah, you got all this going on, but I'm still better than you. Like, remember, Don't remember you where it. you are, young boy. And another episode, we were talking about them having to go up against each other again. Mm-hmm. I don't know when and where that'll happen, but before that, I have to talk about the movie when they both shared one for all. And just mm-hmm. how well they work together. They work together better in that movie than oh than Go than, not Goku. Damn, than All Might and Deku worked together in the first movie. Oh, absolutely! It was um, it was beautiful. The there was one of the points where I think Bakugo charged and and as he was flying back, he just held his hand out. And I think he he spin and it sent Deku in, and it was just like, bro, it was like, (laughs) like that. I go back and watch that fight so many times just to see how well they fought together because it's just it's the culmination of, oh, you learn this, oh, I learned this. You know, I talked about last episode. One of the things that Naruto and Sasuke did the first time they saw each other in the tuning um, after. pretty much everything in the war is they noticed what each other could do. Um, and they were like genuinely like impressed and to some degree like in awe about it. It was like, all right, this is what you like, this is what you got going now. And in Deku and uh, Kachan's, you know, Bakugo's kind of aspect or dynamic, they don't really, <laughs> Bakugo talks about Deku recognizing him because he notices where the fuck did that move come from? But he never really, you know, talks about how much he pays attention back. You just see it happen. And I think like that fight really kind of like uh, 
I can't say personified that, but it 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 really showed that. Like it, it that was on display in that fight. And I don't know if we like I don't we haven't seen I don't I haven't seen the movie yet. Uh I don't know if you have. Which one? The the latest movie. Yeah, what about it? Um, do they do they fight together in that movie at all? No, this one is more of like he gets his fight, Todoroki gets his fight, Deku gets his fight. Okay. Like they're so. the only three students that really fight. It's not like the other one where you see like a lot of the students get involved. It's really just those three. Okay. Okay. So it's really about them being here, like standing on their own. It is the three. We can, we can get into that whenever we do the review when you watch it. All right. We're okay. not gonna we're not gonna boggle it down with, with all that. Yeah, but anyway, so either how, um, I think that this next fight, I don't know when it's going to come or how it's going to come, but it does have to happen. We know it has to happen because on both sides of the spectrum, they both want to fight. Like, you know, but on both sides of the spectrum, they both understand that they're not ready for the fight until Deku masters one for all. And he still has one more quirk. Well, I I can't believe I think we made it this far without having to drop a spoiler warning. But shit, we can drop a spoiler warning now for all you anime faithfuls because there is some interaction with them and the manga that I think is very important to touch on. And it's when um, they're fighting against Shigaraki and Bakugo finally has his hero moment you know they talk about when your body moves like automatically mm-hmm. and you, know, you think about Deku's his was rushing in to save Bakugo from the slime villain and Bakugo's was to save Deku from Shigaraki yeah and that's it like the whole like their whole relationship comes full circle in that moment, like when they were these young, like rookies, a slime villain was like this big threat. Now yeah. they're going up against the most powerful being in the world. And it's like, you still move to save this person. And you know, it's like just to save anyone. But it just at this point, this is like at who, who, who it happened to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and at this point, it's like they were the kind of the only two left in the fight. Everyone else was kind of down to see, like, the two boy, of them. Was down. Like, boy. <laughs> boy <laughs> was down. Even, even Bakugo. A lot of people thought Bakugo died. Like, right. <laughs> there, there, was, there was some speculation. And the way Deku, like, turned Super Saiyan after that, like, he... It, it, it he might like it seemed like he might have died. <laughs> he, he took it to Shigaraki after that. Like that was the go. That was the the moment. That was like in Dragon Ball Z when um, Krillin died, when Frieza killed yeah. Krillin, and Goku turned into a Super Saiyan. That was the same type of rage we saw from Deku. Like even the way it was drawn, you know, no pupils. And it was the first the spiky time. hair. Right, like so many people are like being put down at this moment, it would not be a surprise if that would have killed Bakugo. Right. know had a hole in his chest at this point. And then the next moment is um, one of the more recent chapters involving 
uh, Deku. We see he's been on this one-man hunt. He's got the weight of the world on his shoulders. And all the students basically come to be like, stop, Deku. You're coming back home with us. The villains come for you. They don't have to deal with all of us. And the person that led that charge to bring him back was Bakugo. I'm sure everybody, when My Hero Academia started and they tried to look into the future and assume what this is going to be, they probably thought Bakugo would be the one to turn evil and all the students would have had to go after him and bring him back. But it being Deku that the students are fighting against and Bakugo being the one, you know, rallying everybody and at the end, the one telling Deku, like, yo, I respect you damn near like I love you come back home you know what I'm saying like that speaks volumes because now you've got these two great young heroes Shigaraki's strongest shit right now but let's see what happens with these two you know what I mean I, I feel like Deku and Bakugo with the power of friendship can really make something happen in this and I don't think it's talked about enough I feel like just like them as a unit, it makes a difference. Like if you were to think of who are the two leaders, uh, like the, in terms of in terms of what, by by name, if you were to ask who's the leader of Class A, you would say Ida because he's the class president. But if you're thinking about like the who are the top heroes, we know who are the big three. But when it comes to who really who's the number one, like if beyond the the power. You know, Kachan ain't no slouch. Like he's like he's just as smart, if not smarter in some in some aspects than Deku. He has more street smarts. He won uh, You know what I'm saying? At, at least. And he and, gets the uh, benefit of not being the main character. You know what I'm saying? Like he won being. He's not like the main character. He's a main character, but he's not the main, the main character. And to me. Like we still don't know who the number two user uh, one for all is, or his power, or his power. So we just know that he has some striking resemblance to, you know, Katsuki, you know, Katsuki So in the off chance what? that I know I tried so hard to say it right, <laughs> that nigga called him Katsuki Tabasco, Katsuki Bakugo, but um. In the chance that there is some relation, there's a there, there's a possibility that he has some one for all in him, like just innately. So like, it's like if he ever unlocks something like that, if that ever works to that degree, I like on not. some, I, I I hope not. I don't know how it would make sense because uh, I don't think because of the way that one for all is a court given, it shouldn't work like that. Um. Because it was not like it's not like genetically <clears throat> imprinted on your body. Like if it's not if you're not born with it, it was given to you. Um, but uh, the fact that he, to me, is like they you could easily see him being like kind of aligned with like an endeavor. But I feel like he's so much more because endeavor is there because he was able to see like you know, Endeavor close up and like how Endeavor's like actions really fucked up his family. And, you know, as a, as much of an asshole, but, you know, as, as Bakugo is, 
we see that he is still very well mannered, but he's he still you know operates like a like a well mannered kid. Like he you know so which shows that he has some family values. Um, so just that that one thing that you know really stopped him from being like a what we could consider like a decent person. It was just his hatred towards or his envy towards Deku, and for now him to be able to just like let that go, it's it's like is that like his almost like superhero moment like where he's you know is able to you know go beyond where he's not holding back anymore because now it's like that's that i think he's definitely calmed down a bit you know like he's still snapping you know like oh, yeah, he's, he's still always gonna snap. <laughs> he gonna snap like that's him but to go back to you know <clears throat> when we mentioned about, you know, everybody thinking Bakugo was going to be evil. And if you didn't think Bakugo was going to be evil, like, damn, here's your cookie. I don't know, but that shit was almost painfully obvious that at least the setup was going to work when he got kidnapped. And you think, like, this is going to be, you know, Bakugo is going to turn or whatever. This is his Sasuke moment. His Sasuke moment. And that's another thing that I like about Deku and Bakugo's dynamic is that you think Bakugo, you, you think he's going to be the Sasuke or the Vegeta, or that there's going to be like some type of evil within him. But he always wanted to be a hero. It wasn't like Sasuke. Yeah. Sasuke's main goal was to kill Itachi. And then mm-hmm. once he figured out what it was, it was like now it's to get revenge. On yeah, everybody got to go. Bang, bang. Bakugo, no matter how, you know, much of a of a of a jerk he was always had good intentions right and i even think it's more than a a uh an endeavor who you know wants to be the number one you know all this power and stuff i feel like he is you know genuinely like deku in a sense that they look up to all might so much Mm -hmm. that they really want to give people that feeling in, in just different ways. Yeah. yeah. It's like you, you need both. Um, if you think about it in the second movie, whereas Deku immediately went to go help people, Bakugo immediately to go find villains, like because he knew that they were out there. It's like both sides of the spectrum is absolutely needed. If everything else is taken care of, and if you wait, and if you look at it, if you look at the way he he did it, he waited to make sure that everything was taken care of before he decided, okay, I can go hunt for villains. If he was called to do something else, he probably would have done it. Like he'll complain all the time, but he still does what he's asked, like what he's asked. So like, it's, he's the kind of person who trusts his, he trusts and like watches everyone in his class enough to know like what they're capable of and when, Uh, you know, like the, one of the recent, most recent thing is even when he was in, you know, fighting against class B, if you notice like his team was led by him because he knew what everyone else was capable of. And it's the same thing with Deku. And it, it's, it makes for a, a great co-leader as a, you know, like you said, one B for sure. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because that's another time they really went up against each other in a way. And I feel mm-hmm. like Bakugo won that, like his team oh, went up yeah. against like another great strategist they soundly defeated them. Nobody got captured. And then you look at Deku, like, it's not his fault, but it 
Quirk ended up going crazy. And still, he was able to go up against, you know, a powerful opponent in Chinzo mm-hmm. and the the rest of Class B. But still, you know, like we Bakugo led that charge. He was one that had everybody right. And his team performed the best out of everyone. everyone. You know? <laughs> Literally everyone. And he caught it from the start. From the start. And that, that harkens me back to um, – reminds me of the um, – UA Sports Festival. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When exactly. um, Bakugo and Deku both fought against Todoroki. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when Todoroki fought Deku, you know, he did a bunch of that talk, talk no jutsu, whatever they want to call it, the quirk version of it. And he motivated Todoroki to use his fire. Mm-hmm. And then when he fought, when Bakugo fought him, he didn't. And, you know, Bakugo was insulted, like, yo, like... Like, genuinely insulted why didn't, <laughs> why didn't you? Why didn't you use your fire to beat me? Like, you used it against him. Like, <laughs> well, <laughs> am I not good enough? And I think that's another thing that adds on to their relationship, because it was really jealousy versus envy with yeah. Bakugo being, you know, jealous and more of like a a, a why you and not mm-hmm. me, while Deku always just saw like this this great person and mm-hmm. wanted to, you know, have an awesome quirk and wanted to be the cool person everybody looked up to, wanting to be oh. that potential to be the number one. And like Bakugo is like on paper is like an amazing person. But then when you throw in his attitude, it's like, who the why the fuck this guy? So it's like him having to just deal with that person, like pushing him down directly every day. It's just like, fuck you. Well, we can talk a lot about them boys. And in our next segment, we're going to get to another duo in the new school. And that's Austin, you know, from Black Clover. We'll get right into it after word from our sponsor. Welcome back to the Nerd with Friends podcast. We're talking about the best anime duos. Yup, yup. We just did Deku and Bakugo, and now we're moving on to Austin, you know. So I'll hand it over to you again. Codename, what do you think about this duo? What makes you great? Okay, so Austin, you know, um, I think what makes Austin, you know, great is <laughs> like I I won't say I can, it's like almost I can almost say the exact same things about Deku and Bakugo, but their relationship is different because if you remember from the very beginning, the only reason that you know has the strength and the you know kind of the gall to behave the way he does now is because he looks up to Asta. Asta's always been that brash and you know commanding type of personality is like gonna protect whoever he loves. And you know used to be soft. Like you know it's ands and buffs about it. You know was <laughs> soft. <laughs> like you know, soft. you know 
his he he's always been really adept with magic, but until he really learned how to use it, he he didn't. He's he's never been the physical, you know, person. Still not physical. He's still yeah, not physical. Me. Like like I, I've yet to see you Better. know really throw a fist, like. But I think the fact that the the thing that makes their relationship very similar to uh, to um, Deku and Bakugo is you have the prodigy and the loser and the loser because what makes Asta different is he has absolutely no magic. It's one thing to have low magic, but to have absolutely no magic at all is is just different. And in, in like it's absolutely I'm unheard of. Like it's absolutely Yeah. <laughs> walk around me with your non-magic having ass. You know what I'm saying? Like it's is he's an he's an absolute anomaly. And you know, to be born right literally side by side with this amazing ass kid, like and for him to still not act like it like he's had you know certain breaking moments where he should he tell like he'll tell you know, tell you like how he really feels about everything but it's it's in those moments that he's starting to grow because it's like he's acknowledging his his faults and it's like he's explaining why he works as hard as he does and I won't say we don't we don't see you know work, but I ain't really seen you know work. So it's I like he be training his ass off. I mean, he, he but I would rather uh, you you. I guess if the show was more about you know, we'd see more of that work. Yeah, the show was more about you know, we would definitely see more about it. I get, I'll give it that. So that's not all his fault, but because you gotta look, he's made. The bound, like, look how strong he's become over the yeah, course. Yeah, if, if I'm thinking about even in the he's a vice the captain, right now. <laughs> you yeah. know, and he's the only one. If we're talking about the the three main characters, like he's the only one at vice captain. He's the only one at captain anything level. I mean, let's be real here. He's a vice captain in title. And title, yeah. But he's probably yeah. stronger than at least I see, he he's I would say he's captain level. I think he's, he's stronger than at least level. four of the captains. He's got a, eight. He's got a spirit. He's yep. got two types of magic. Yep. He's got he's got power from being an elf. He's just unlocked saints. <laughs> like he's got he's gotten a lot of boosts. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. let's not take away the training he had to, you know, be able to merge with the spirit. That's let's true. not take away, you know, we saw after he got beat by um, the triad member, yeah, we Zeno. saw him training. Not Yeah, after he got beat by Zeno, we saw him training. So that doesn't happen again. When he pulled up yeah. on Zeno, we saw where that came, like, you know, what came with that. Like that's that's the crazy thing about you know is that Austin you know they both train, but they also both get these these boosts that come out of nowhere. Yeah, they get a lot of help on both I, sides, and I think they have the healthiest rivalry. Oh, anime. absolutely! 
it in, is in anime, yo. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. This what? is this is the type of rival I would want because they're both going after the same goal. They're they they compete with each other because they're on different teams, you know, like they're part of different squads, but mm-hmm. it's 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 more competitive. I I I've never considered Austin, you know, fighting each other because one of them is they're on opposing sides. Yeah, that would never happen. I just think I don't think it'll ever happen. You'll see what happens in their tournament where they fight against each other. But unless somebody, (laughs) unless somebody's possessed or something, it's just not going to happen. And, and and I'm with you. Like that is that is the only way. And in that case, that's the only way because there's no one else who would be more willing to fight that other person than Asta or you know. Like if if I don't know who would be, who would be the person to turn sides. Like if if you know actually did turn into an elf, Asta would be like, all right, where yet? Like no one else touches you know but me. And it's the same way other way. Uh, you know if it, if it was Asta, so it's. Like they just, they both like they did they just build off of each other like literally you, you know does something fine and Asa's like I gotta get stronger. Asa does something, you know's like I gotta get stronger. And it's never like this place of rage. Yeah, they just build off each other. And it's like, you yeah. know, Asta Asa does something, you know, it's like I'm gonna be better, I'm gonna be the winning mm-hmm. team. And they have this rivalry, this back and forth. But at the same time, they still fight well together. When they yeah. fought Lick, that was a great fight. One of the best fights in Black Clover. They got mm-hmm. the ass beat. <laughs> but that's not an indictment to how well they work together. Right. They did the best they could with the with what they had in the moment. Right. They ended up I don't up, know if anyone else could have done any better in that moment. It, they got the the assist from Yami, but you know, they were the ones to land the final blow on Zagred. And I'm really looking forward to, you know, what's going to happen. They're going to have to team up again to save their captains. Like that's what it's all about. Absolutely. And again, you've got these two characters with the common goal. They've got what three types of magic between the two of them. And one of them is, OP canceling everything out like mm-hmm. it's it's gonna be great to see them both like at their peaks. Asta fused yeah. with Libre, you know, with his two types of magic with the wind spirit. Like that's an OP duo right there. Oh my gosh, yeah. Especially because like they haven't even seen what each other can do and shit. Like they haven't even given each other a chance to like assess like okay, this is how, this, how we can work with this power. This is how we can work with this power. Like They're, so, they're going to be so geek. Well, Austin's going <laughs> to be, have, like, the star eyes and the shit. Oh, my gosh, yeah. So, like, oh, uh, where did you get two magic? Where did you get two types of magic? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, like, on some, like, low-key stuff, like, you know it definitely is going to be showing off, like, immediately. Easy, like, easy. <laughs> like, he's just going to pull him up. Like, he's just going to pull up the other one. He's just going to have, like, tripping. one wind sword, one star sword. You know what I'm saying? Doing all types of crazy shit. Probably going to drop a meteorite. <laughs> Something. 
Uh, it's not. It, it's gonna be flashy as flashy can be. I can see him and Libre getting into it because he was like, "I thought I was your brother." He was like, "No, you know, it's my brother." You know, like, yeah, I got. I didn't think about brothers, that. Yeah, Libre like hasn't that. met, hasn't met, um, you know. Oh, and, and he hasn't met the elf. Like, yeah. can you imagine how they go get along? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I like when you look on, on off the shoulder and shit. You know, that's exactly he gonna do his most shit talking. I'm, wait, I'm just waiting for it, just like for him to be himself a little more. Like it's just like them. I can't wait till they're capital. They're already. I feel like they're already, like you said, captain level at, at least. There, but I can't wait till they're captains of their own teams and like they have that. Um, for Gorleon to you know Nozel you know relationship or that uh, Jack to yeah. Yami relationship like it's like you know they just go talk some shit like it's it's just gonna be great. I, I, I just feel like it's so tough seeing them of captains of their own squads. You know it what is, I mean? It's weird. I I feel I definitely feel like. Asta could inherit the Black Bulls. Like, I don't see Yami becoming the Wither King. I don't see William becoming the Wither King. <laughs> but I feel like one of them can definitely do it. I can see one of them stepping down and the other one becoming the Wither King. I, I guess I guess I could say that. I can, I can see, see people can being see very surprised that Yami becomes the Wither King. Yeah. But I feel like it would happen. I know this is about Austin, you know, but just to give some praise to my dog, Yami, that kind of got revealed in the most recent chapter. Like, he's put together probably the strongest squad in the Clover Kingdom. Yeah. Hands down. And he did it by showing, in his own special way, compassion to a bunch of misfits and helping mold them into like what they are. But none of that, none of them would have reached their potential without Austin. Yeah. Austin wouldn't have reached his potential without them. I feel like he could be the captain of the black bulls. And then for, you know, him already being the vice captain, earning that rank, like getting like, Mm -hmm. he's already in with the golden dawn. And, yeah. you know, him being able to forgive vengeance and everything and him seeing the 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 good inside him and how hard he's working to, you know, get back into the good graces of the people for his mm-hmm. part in the, the elf attack. It says a lot about, you know, too. And I, I believe he can be the captain of... The, the golden dawn you know uh, you know as while we're talking about it you know would be how I could see it happening if 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 Yami could only honestly work as the wizard king if vengeance is his second because vengeance is basically going to take care of all of that stuff the same way that uh, I can't remember the blue haired guy but that that's the same way that he would deal with it now Whereas Yami just gonna want to kind of laze around. So if the two of them had to work together in order to like run the kingdom, I could see that working. I don't know what that guy's title is. I feel like that. I don't think it would be like a step down. 
from what Williams doing. I don't think it would be either. But I don't know. I I I, I don't see. Maybe. Because I feel like Yami's the type that he's not going to want to deal with anything. And Banch is the kind of type where it's like, man, Nick, I can't let you just not do anything, but I don't want to be the Wizard King because of everything I've done. I will be your assistant. But I was wondering, I'm wondering if that guy just stays there. Like, does he follow Julius or is he just going to be the next person for the Wizard King? You know what I mean? That's that's what I'm confused about. That's a good point. Well, see, I thought I thought Secre was basically that for um, the first Wizard King. So I thought there was always a, a, an assistant of sorts. So that's well, why they, I just figured. Well, they both they both like disappeared at the same that's time. That's true. Yeah, so you know what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. And we ain't seen two through twenty-seven, so we right. don't really know how this whole transition works. Yeah, that's it's it's a good point if that's like how it works. Like if you become the wizard king and then like you pick somebody. Yeah. But I don't know, because I feel like at that, nobody really talks about that position. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like captain and then wizard king. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's not really like the apprentice. It's like an assistant. So I feel like that would be not a waste of vengeance. And like, you know, he's smart enough to be able to do the stuff. But I do think that it would be like a waste of his talents. Like I agree. I think I think he was sooner to retire because that nigga have been through everything. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I already see like the rivalry between the Black Bulls and the Golden Dawn. You know, one was hands down the best; the other one was hands down the worst. And mm-hmm. you've seen how the Bulls have just jumped up right there. Yeah, and like let's be honest here. If you look at the current situation that's going on. There are two members of the Golden Dawn making noise, and then the Black Bull's entire squad is already at, like, the base fighting the main villain. The whole squad. The whole squad. The whole squad. And and and, and literally, <laughs> the there's, only, the there's only two of them. I believe there's, like, two of them who's actually, like, roughed up. And, like, no, beyond... Nobody's roughed up. They got healed. Good point. No, so yeah, every, <laughs> they, nah, everybody good. There have full power. Because majority of the Golden Dawn, they ass is probably getting healed by Mimosa right now. Yeah. If they if they still alive, because a I lot of people about clapped. Mimosa. I forgot about Mimosa. Mimosa's there too, isn't she? Mm-hmm. Is and it? she has a new magic. Mm. So it's three members of the Golden Dawn there. Yeah, because I can't remember what the hell happened to Klaus. I, I believe I, I hope was Klaus there. I was talking about Longris. I know you're talking about Longris, but I thought Klaus. I figured Klaus would have been there because I know the Golden Dawn was there, but I don't know if that nigga still alive. But they would have been. They would have said if he died. I don't think the Golden Dawn were there because remember they sent that small team. You know you're right. I, I don't think that. that nigga was. Because Mimosa's yeah. there because she was with the other people training with the um the Druids. Yes. Yeah, was it the Druids? Yeah, I think it was. The yeah, Druids. it was the Druids. But like, yeah. who was all a part of that team? It was like captains. 
was mostly then like four four members of like the black the black bulls. No. Charmy Charmy was one. No, she Sekere was. was Charmy was one. Charmy was, was one. with the Druids too. That's what I'm saying. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Who was who was all with the Druids? Oh, I thought you were talking about who part of the the the, the Clover Kingdom squad. Oh no, See, I, I think that was said. just captains. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that I like. Don't talk. Yeah, as far as the Druid squad, because I was trying to think. I'm sure I'm trying to figure out whether or not Klaus was with the Druid squad, maybe. Because I, it's possible that he stayed back in the Clover well, not, Kingdom. Because remember, it was, the people, there. it was the people from the Heart Kingdom. Remember, that's how they ended up. That's there. right. Yeah, it was like Luck. Charmy, the lightning dude, uh, Gaius, Charmy, uh, Mimosa, Noel, Noel. Um, I don't know if uh, Homeboy stayed. Leo, I feel like he was still there, but I felt like like part of me believes that he. I think he. I think he pulled up too. I think he's there. Well. I don't know if he's done anything since then, though. Oh, yeah. Other than that blast, everybody was there together. He just got lost in the sauce. It's a lot it's too going much going on. on. Right there's, there's, there's too much going on. There's a lot. There's a lot of captains here. Like your brothers here. Like your there's sisters here. <laughs> your cousins. Your cousins have revenge on their mind. Like it's, it's just it's too much for you. So just like we did in the last one where we looked at the similarities and differences between the duos, we're going to do that here before we wrap up. And, you know, I like what the new school is offering. Um, Yeah. You know, these characters, there's a rivalry without somebody having to be a villain. Yeah. And you get, you have your favorites, like everybody's got, Team Bakugo, Team Deku, Team Asta, Team you know, And I think the best part about this is they're all building each other up and they're learning from each other. They're improving from each other. Like, we've seen all the moves that Deku got from copying Bakugo. We've seen how being around Deku has helped Bakugo become, you know, open up his shell a little bit. Mm-hmm. Fucking Asta and Yuno... They both use swords. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it goes down to like they're fighting like same style. They're 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 literally twins in birthday. They're 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 brothers. You know what I mean? And like, even Deku and Bakugo, I would go as far as to call them brothers as well. You know, we could have easily done a duos about Kirishima and Bakugo. Yeah. And I think back to um, when they were rescuing him, how important, like, Deku knew at that point in time it had to be Kirishima to reach out and call for him. Yeah. Uh, They were able to build a type of relationship that him and and Deku just couldn't have at the time. Right. And And it's not like he didn't want it. He just understood that it's just not what happened at the time. Right, and if, and if we're gonna save him, and that's what's the most important thing, like this is the way to have that has to be. Yeah. So what what other type of parallels can you draw between these two? Uh, another parallel between the two is um, the the drive to be the number one. Um, 
in, you know, Bakugo and Deku's case is to be the number one hero, you know, in terms of, you know, being being acknowledged as a person who is state who's saving more than others. And and in Asta and Yuno's case is being, you know, respected as the wizard king. That's an acknowledgement. Like it's not like you, you know, are born to that. Like that is something that you are acknowledged to be. It's like and the wizard king said it himself. The way you become the wizard king is you get results. Like that's there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. That's how it happens. You you save you save people, you make sure people, you know, are feel protected and you know, you maintain the balance that is, you know, the kingdom. Um so that that drive to be number one, being like the dominant fact, like dominant factor in both of their stories um i feel like that's one of the biggest things because if you think about like the you know the the duo we just did like their drive wasn't to be number one like it was different like on on both cases like yeah and i guess at least excuse me it wasn't the drive on both circumstances yeah naruto wanted to be hokage but Sasuke just wanted to kill somebody, like, like, and then, and like, is that after that he wanted to kill more people because of revenge because of what they did to the first person, somebody that he wanted to kill? He did. He did say he wanted to be Hokage and shit, but then at the end, at the very end, and goddamn people was wondering what the hell he meant by that, <laughs> right? And whole cross was like, nigga, you to kill hella niggas. What you mean, like? No. <laughs> Something else that kind of crossed my mind here is that, you know, we talked about Bakugo being a lot more aggressive than pretty much everybody else on here. Their drive to be number one also comes from somewhat of a place of um, acknowledgement. You know, Deku wanting to be the number one hero, even though he was born without a quirk. Asta yeah. wanting to be the Wizard King with no magic. Yeah, you know, wanting to be the Wither King and being a you know a commoner, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but then you find mm-hmm. out all this fucking crazy shit about you know, and it's like, yeah, nigga, you the chosen one, <laughs> <laughs> basically. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, basically. Damn, I feel like that might be another good parallel between the two. Like, you have like this chosen one with a Yuno and a Bakugo who are just like prodigious in their abilities. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the the Dekus and the Astas of the world. Right. And you know, like them just having to work so much harder and both of them going about it different ways. They ended up paying off dividends. Asta yeah. training his body now he can level the playing field with you and Deku sharpening his mind and now he has all this power to go along with it. Right. Like Asta's Asta's choice to you know sharpen his body in a world where most people are use magic. Um it just makes it it just makes a whole difference, you know? Like it it allows him to, while everyone's, you know, fighting from a distance, he could pull up and punch your ass in the face. And <laughs> most people aren't like expecting that, especially considering like he's using swords that can like 
take the magic away. So it just makes it a whole difference. Like, and Deku's knowledge and kind of like quick, he's almost like Batman. Like he's, he's so quick to learn what's going on in the situation that like him having all of these quirks now, you know, it just allows him to adapt. And he really is the perfect hero. But it's like part of that becoming the perfect heroes, he had to learn how to be better as a hero. And part of that, you know, learning came from, you know, his relationship with Bakugo. That's some great points. Right. Yeah, they just, you know, like Austin, you know, building on each other. Yeah. I think I think my last point here, and okay. I feel like these two groups um, are going after positions that they're going to be a part of removing from society. And I feel like that's the number one hero and the Wither King. We see how both these systems are flawed and the people at the top see what's wrong. You look at My Hero Academia and what the the, the, the world um, hero organization does and you look at Things with like what happened with Lady Nagant. You look at all the pressure that's been put on someone like an All Might and what happens when he falls. Hero society is in shambles right now. Yeah. And on the other side in Black Clover, you look at how the class system has caused so much strife and how Julius has been trying to, you know, rectify that problem. But, you know, even in his time, he's seen how it's helped, but he doesn't believe that he can be the one to end it. And so I feel like this already been said in My Hero Academia. It starts off, you know, Deck is saying this is a story how I become the number one hero. More recently, mm-hmm. it's become this is how we became the number one hero. And then looking at the Clover Kingdom and just like how corrupt the nobility and the royals are. Yeah. Are they going to stay, you know, this type of, you know, higher that hierarchy still going to exist? Will they keep a wizard king? Will they move a, to a new type of governing body? That's an amazing point because we you know we have you know record of that same you know group pretty much, you know, turning on Austin multiple times. Mm-hmm. So I can't understand. I could understand why he would want to abolish the system, you know, from the ground. It would just make sense. Right. And it could be an instance where it's like he becomes the Wizard King and he changes all this stuff. You know, there's, we don't even know what's going on with, you know, like he's, you know, he could be the, the, the ruler of two kingdoms at this point, you know? Mm-hmm. But both these stories still going on. Um, you know, really interested to see if we'll ever see these guys as adults. Would love to see all of them at their peak power. Because um, what can't, can't be understated here more is that all four of these characters and their worlds are some of the most powerful. Like, there's these kids are stronger than most adults in the show, 
So, bring yeah, this black, point. bring back Black Clover anime, please. Please, yeah, please, man. Tired of all this. That's gonna wrap things up here today. Check us next time for more anime, comic book talk, movies, all that good stuff. Anything you can nerd out about, that's what we're about. Until next time, it's been me, your boy, Zero Money Money, that's C dot R O double dollar sign. And me, your boy, Codename Comic. Y'all have a great one. We out, chef. Peace. Peace. <laughs>